race fans, it's Faith Doherty, 2015-run Disney specialist on the Disney Parks Moms Panel. You're listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 92 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we conclude our two-part interview with 2014-2015 Run Disney Specialist on the Disney Parks Moms panel, Faith Doherty. In part one, we talked about where her love for Disney began and how it grew, becoming a runner, some Run Disney tips, and becoming part of the Disney Parks Moms panel. Before we continue the interview, I'd like to thank those of you who stepped up to help me get to and cover the D23 Expo for Stories of the Magic. A special thank you to Chris and John, who donated this week to help me out. I now only need about $30 to completely cover what I need for the weekend. You all rock. If you can help me with that $30, please PayPal me whatever you're willing and able to support me with using podcast at storiesofthemagic.com as the receiving address. Last time I needed 16 people to do $5, but now if just 6 people contribute $5, we're there. Can you do $5? For everyone who contributes, I will publicly thank you here on the show, like I just did for Chris and John, unless you'd prefer that I didn't. And if you have something special you'd like to see coverage of, I'll do my best to fulfill your request. After the interview, I've included a couple of clips of what I shared from the 2013 Expo to give you a taste of what you can expect this time. The first, an interview I did with an Imagineer you'd probably never get to hear from otherwise, and the second, animator Glenn Keane's Legend Award speech. Now, in this episode, Faith talks about what it's like being a member of the Disney Parks Moms panel. Being on the Run Disney panel of experts for last year's Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend. Whether she feels like an expert. Special memories from being on the panel so far. More about the Moms panel. A bit about how to become a member of the panel. Whether she's received any very unusual questions, and if she's answered any questions for guests that gave her ideas for her own vacations. Common questions she gets and her favorite tips, both for park touring and for run Disney events. If she could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what it would be and why. What she never gets asked that she wishes people would ask her, if anything. What inspires her. Her advice to you uh, for beginning or continuing your journey of becoming a runner. And of course, shameless plug time, including her next Run Disney event. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, soon the thrilling spectacle of Cleaning the Kingdom will be released. Due to the nature of his book, guests reading it may be entertained, 
For more information on Cleaning the Kingdom, go to our website at www.thesweepspot.com or join our Facebook page, Cleaning the Kingdom, due out this summer. And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. So what's it like being one of the, the mom's panelists? Uh, you know, it's been my favorite race so far because to be able to answer a guest question and to know that I may have possibly helped to provide them a positive Run Disney experience, whether they are running for the first time and don't know what to expect, or they don't know where to dine at Disneyland or Walt Disney World before a race, or they're looking for ideas for a girls' weekend for the Disney Princess Half Marathon, what can they do to help make it extra special? To know that I've helped them in some way is better than any medal I could have gotten from running a race myself. So it's really very special. I get excited every time I log in and uh, have a question that I can get answered and get out to a guest. Yeah. And then I know you've also been able to do a couple of in-person things, um, specifically at the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend la uh, last year. You were there doing one of the panels Correct. talking about the uh, – it was kind of, I think it was the Course Talk panel, basically, if I remember right. Yeah, the Run Disney panel of experts. <laughs> yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah, and that's I fun, didn't too. didn't make very many of those. Uh, last year, I usually don't just because of, you know, I get off work a little bit early to come over and do packet pickup. Mm -hmm. And for Star Wars, which was the first 5K I had run that was on a Friday, um, I got up, ran the 5K, went home, showered, and went to work. Right. I think that's <laughs> a, a common theme for a lot of the local runners that come in for the 5Ks that are held on Fridays now. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, I don't necessarily get to spend a lot of time at the expo. But uh, I did make sure to see a little bit of uh, Sean Astin's uh, talk when he did his. And, of course, I had to be there sitting in the the audience, as it were, second row, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> for the panel of experts. Right. <laughs> I saw a lot of familiar faces out there in the audience. That was amazing. But do you feel necessarily like an expert when they put you on stage like that? Uh, no, I don't ever want to consider myself an expert at anything because there's always so much new coming on that I have to keep up with. Uh, but I do feel I have enough experience to be able to provide adequate and accurate and fun information uh, when I do have the opportunity to speak on the um, panels that kind of adds a little fun to the whole experience. And I never want to consider myself an expert, but I do consider myself experienced. That makes sense. That's a great distinction, actually. And I, I think you're probably right that, you know, when, if you think of yourself as an expert at that point, you almost feel like you don't have anything left to learn. And we all always have something left to learn. Correct. And Ron Disney is constantly evolving. So the second I think I got it all in the bag, something will change. And then I'm kind of, you know, relearning a process or, or learning what new is coming out or, or learning how they're changing things. So never, never an expert, just experienced. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, do you have any special memories that's come as a result of being on the panel so far? Um, 
well, the whole, every time I answer a, a question, it's special. But I will say um, I have had a few guests reach back out after I've, I've helped them via the, the online forum to say thank you. Uh, and it's always a wonderful thing when the leadership or moderators then, you know, forward the message to me to say, hey, the guest, this guest is saying thank you. You've answered all their questions. You helped them plan a great uh, Run Disney experience. You gave them this suggestion or that suggestion, and it worked out so well for them, and it just added a, you know, a ton of magic to their whole uh, experience. That means a lot to me. Or if someone finds me in person and says, you know, hey, I sent you a question, and I did the pasta and the park party like you suggested, and it was so much fun. Thank you so much. Uh, those are really special moments and memories for me. And then, of course, being able to run into um, people like you and, and other friends that I've made, even before I was ever a part of the Disney Parks Moms panel, uh, you know, that, that come up to me now and we're able to talk about our races or or talk about what new is coming out and um, get a big old hug. That means a lot to me, too. Mm-hmm. could see that. Yeah. Uh, for the, the questions that you get through the forum, uh, I know people can select a specific topic. You know, when they ask the question, they have to tell you know, what it's about so that it gets routed to the right person. But they can also say they know they've got a run Disney question. Can they specifically ask you a question through this forum, or is it just kind of parceled out based on your various specialties? Do you know? Well, um, when the guest logs into the site if they they've got two ways of of submitting a question they can select a specific panelist and make sure it gets routed directly to them or they can choose by category so if a guest selects run disney uh it ties into endurance races and those questions automatically come to me whether they selected ask this panel a this panelist a question, or they selected Run Disney. Uh, because I'm the only active uh, specialist uh, for Run Disney, they all get routed to me. Uh, so if you're asking a question to a Walt Disney World Resort specialist, uh, that then gets fed into all of the questions. Uh, and then if you're wanting to ask a specific panelist a question, then you would need to make sure that you've selected them specifically. Okay. Any idea how many people are on the panel right now? We have 54 active panelists for 2015. Okay, 54. And it's and it's different it's every one... year. Right. Just depending sure. on need. Of course, yeah. And that that's magic sense. that they figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't even worry about that. Right. <laughs> so, and based on the requirements and the yeah, the everything that they've set up with the rules so far, uh, it's a one-year term basically and then potentially you could come back for a second year and I don't know is that a process and you may not be able to talk about this part and that's okay uh, but is that something where they just invite you back for a second year or do you have to go through the application process again uh, if you want to do a second year uh, you do not have to re reapply but you are invited back by the uh, mom's panel leadership team okay Got it. Because I remember that you didn't 
you know, that was still up in the air when we were there for Disneyland. And of course, we were all super excited when you got asked back for this second year, which is wonderful. Uh, and it's a, but it's a maximum of two years is the current structure, right? That's correct. We're independent contractors, so we just have to obey um, any laws that may be in place for that type of um, position. Oh, that's right. I I remember reading that somewhere. Mm-hmm. That there, it was. It had something to do with like Florida law or something like Correct. that. Independent contractors. Yeah. Um, so okay, very cool. Uh, but really, I mean, even if you once you're not an active member of the panel anymore, it's like once a member of the panel, you're a member of the panel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> once a panelist, always a panelist. <laughs> exactly. In some form or fashion, whether you're active or uh, on sabbatical and. Um, you're still a part of the team in some way. Yeah. I have a couple of friends who are Jungle Cruise skippers. Uh, and I say are, even though some of them haven't worked for Disney for a couple of decades. <laughs> they say, you know, once a Jungle Cruise skipper, always oh, a skipper. there you go. <laughs> in fact, one of them, I, I said, uh, you know, it really seems like that the Jungle Cruise got in your blood. And he said, yeah, but a lot of that has to do with the water. And you, you really want to be careful with the water at the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Jungle Cruise humor, right? Exactly. Don't drink the water. <laughs> only see the backside of the water. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, is there anything else that I didn't ask about being on the mom's panel that comes to mind that you want to share? Well, I think that the thing to the take home um, for your listeners that may be interested in this program is to uh, make sure that you're passionate about being a part of a team that is designed to help guests have magical vacation experiences. And if you're willing to answer, you know, the, the where are the closest bathrooms to <laughs> Cinderella Castle questions and where can my kid get frosted flake questions? If those things, that type of things excite you, then, you know, this could be uh, right up your alley. If you're a go-to girl in your community on all things Disney, then I would encourage anyone to apply. Um, and, of course, just make sure you're not already a part of the uh, travel industry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have, have you ever gotten a question, and I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you, to tell me what the question is uh, or questions might be, but have you ever gotten a question that you looked at and thought, what in the world? Or, uh, like you were just almost at a loss to even know where to start answering the question because it was so out of the box. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I, tr- you know, I, I take my time on those questions and maybe think about it uh, for a little while before I uh, answer, because I always want to make sure that I do uh, address the guest's question, but, you know, sometimes I have to uh, tread lightly, and I always want to make sure the guest feels comfortable and welcome, uh, even if their question was a little bit off course. Right. Okay. Well, I, I know that that's got to be an eye-opening uh, and kind of mind-expanding experience as you get these questions, and some of them might be some really good question that might even open up a new idea for you on something to try or something to experience that you hadn't thought of. But thanks to a guest asking the question and you like getting the answer for it, uh, you know, finding it or uh, just how, you know, whatever process you may go through to 
give a good answer to that guest, that it might then enhance your next visit as you try this thing you suggested to someone else. Absolutely, it has. I have um, gotten some amazing ideas uh, from guest questions, uh, you know, about being able to pin the articles on the Run Disney blog or um, being able to use your magic band for uh, on-course photos uh, seems to be a great idea that guests have been asking me. And uh, so not only am I able to help guests, but the guests are helping me. And that's probably something that um, doesn't get mentioned much. And I thank them for that because they really have offered a lot of ideas back to me. So, you know, it's, it's give and take the whole process. And it's so cool because aside from the question, I don't necessarily know this person. And there have been a lot of questions that I've gotten where I have, and that's always fun when I get a question from someone that I know and they've kind of um, given me ideas that I'm able to pass on, you know, to my contacts within um, Run Disney. And so it's, it's just a, a, a cycle of, of ever helping each other. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any tips that kind of come up most often uh, that, that you can share uh, either something outside of Run Disney, just kind of when you get the more general park touring or maybe cruise questions or whatever other kind of questions that may you know, come up, not even necessarily directly through the mom's panel, but just as people ask for advice, tips to make their visit better. Uh, and it, we'll start with that and then we'll look more, a little bit more specifically at Run Disney. So kind of, do you have any, sort of general tips or tips for something outside of Run Disney that you tend to like to give people? Oh, sure. Um, I really have found um, that the My Disney Experience app uh, has, is, is an amazing tool. And a lot of people have picked up on um, downloading the app to their phones and using them within the parks to help find parade times or attraction wait times or even make dining reservations from uh, the My Disney Experience app. Uh, but at the same time, there's also been a lot of experiences where the app in the parks has run really, really slow. So one tip that I would like to give for those guests that do use the My Disney Experience app, and of course this is for Walt Disney World specifically, is for your dining reservations and your Fast Pass Plus selections that you have um, in place while you're vacationing is to take a screenshot of those um, specific reservations. So if you forget what time your Fast Pass Plus for uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is, you've got a screenshot of that on your phone, and you can just go to your photos and pull it up in the event that the app runs slow within the theme park itself. It's a good idea. Yeah, I, I think I've heard that one too. And since that does happen with all those people there, any network is going to get bogged down. It's a really good idea to have Correct. that back up. Okay. So screenshot your plans. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, how about for people's Run Disney experience? And suggestions, tips to help people get the most out of their Run Disney experience, along with get out there early so you can enjoy the pre-race, pre-trip to the corral excitement. I think my biggest tip for adding a little bit of extra magic to your uh, race experience is to consider attending one of the special events that are offered in conjunction with the races. 
such as the pasta and the park party or uh, the race retreat. If you're attending a race that offers a race retreat or a early morning race breakfast, uh, not only are these ways for you to interact with your fellow runners, uh, but they're so much fun. The pasta and the park party specifically, you have a pasta buffet uh, and then character greetings, a DJ, uh, all the Mickey ice cream bars you could eat. Uh, there's a cash bar. Uh, of course, uh, beverages are available, and they've decorated the space beautifully. There's face painting. Uh, you go around and meet uh, the characters and get your photos, and then, you know, you get them photo with Mickey at the Puss in the Park party, and then you can skip his line while you're on course <laughs> running the race. So uh, add those extra enhancements. And the Puss in the Park party, the, the price is generally not much more than you're going to pay trying to find a pasta restaurant uh, anywhere on property. So, and it's a lot more fun. And at Walt Disney World, the Puss in the Park party offers um, reserved section for illuminations reflections of earth and what a perfect way to end the night uh, before your race the next day and you're not going to sleep anyway so watch illuminations <laughs> and then have a nice leisurely stroll back to your resort or you know bus ride or monorail ride and then you'll be good to go for your race morning but you know check out the enhancements that are available on the run disney website as ways to just add an extra little bit of fun to your race weekend that's a great tip. And then my second tip is on the Run Disney website, there are two tabs um, about training. And if you click on the training, there is um, a tab for nutrition and a tab for actual uh, race training plans that are provided by the official uh, Run Disney training specialist, Jeff Galloway, and then the official nutrition for Run Disney um, Tara Guidus. So by using those two tools, you'll have access to everything you need to prepare yourself for the actual race. And Jeff Galloway has revolutionized the running industry with his run-walk plans. And not only that, but these training plans give you dates and how far to go and what intervals to run based on your current pace. Uh, and it really offers a lot of opportunity for you to expand. Maybe you're just learning and you don't even know where to start. Well, where you start is at rundisney.com on those training tabs to fulfill not only any nutritional information you may need to fuel your body to complete the race successfully, but also those training plans. And there's race-specific plans. Whatever race you may be running, there's a plan specifically designed for that race. Mm-hmm. That's a really good tip also. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and in the show notes in this section, since we're talking about it, uh, I'm going to link to the Run Disney site, and I'll see if I can link, you know, put links specifically to each tab so that people can go to the site in general. Or if they say, hey, you know, I really want to check out the nutrition information, they can go there first and then can explore the site from there because there's a lot of other great stuff on the site as well. There is. There really is. And you have to play around with it a little bit. But, you know, you find little nuggets of information, whether it be on the travel tab, um, which provides information on any travel packages that may be being offered for a race, or um, the transportation tab, which provides information on road closures, um, race 
event transportation hours, and that really can help you decide your plan of action for race morning or and also your spectators, how to get your spectators to where they need to be to watch you, you know, run by or complete your magical moment as you cross the finish line. Lots of wealth right. of information on that website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's something you need to know about Run Disney race weekends or preparing for one, that's definitely your first stop. Yes. And then the second stop is the Disney Parks Mom Channel to ask me any additional questions you may have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to put a link to that, too. <laughs> Did I segue um, for you, Randy? <laughs> that was nice, yeah. And i got to tell you, the Pasta in the Park party is a really good tip. Uh, a friend of mine is one of the uh, organizers of Team Muscle Makers that's raising money for Ulrich's congenital muscular dystrophy. And I'm mm -hmm. actually running with them. I ran with them for the Star Wars 5K, and I'm running with them for the Avengers 5K and for the all of the Star Wars weekend races coming up. So I've had a chance that's to get awesome. to know them a little bit more. Running for a cause. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they did the Pasta in the Park party. Uh, it was the mother and son. Uh, Melissa is the mom's name. Her son is Parker. And the reason that she started this team is because he has this uh, Ulrich's congenital muscular dystrophy. He loves run Disney. He loves doing the races. But because of this, he knows and you know, she knows that they're not going to be able to get through the race fast enough to be able to wait in the character lines. Right. And he is a huge Star Wars fan. So they did the pasta in the park party, got all the pictures that they wanted, and then they could enjoy the race experience and not have to worry about, are we going to get to this character's line and how long are we going to have to wait and is it going to make us too late and all this kind of thing. So it made for a much more enjoyable experience on both parts because they're going to the pasta in the park party. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. That's a great tip, and I, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people tend to just kind of write it off. They look yeah, at they, it, and you know, maybe they just look at the price and go, oh, I'm not paying that. But there's so much more to it than, oh, you show up and you know, there's a couple characters and there's some food. It's correct. really There is some definite value to it. It's an event. That's probably the best way to put it. It is an event, and it's a, an event that's part of a weekend event. And correct. So, you know, definitely consider it. And that brings up a valid point too, Randy. And that, uh, tip number three I have is, you know, run Disney races are selling out in record time now. And a lot of people aren't able to uh, get registered before it sells out. And so I want them uh, to know that there are other options to be able to still participate in a race um, that you were wanting to run in, even if you're not able to secure a registration uh, the traditional way of getting online and, and registering um, through the Run Disney website, you have two other options in, in securing a bib to participate, and that information is on the Run Disney website too. There's running for a cause, just like you are doing, and my son is actually running the Disneyland 10K as a St. Jude hero, so he's been raising money um, for St. Jude Children's Hospital to be able to participate in the Disneyland 10K. And now how that came about is uh, when registration opened for Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend, it sold out quickly. It's the 10th anniversary, plus it's the 60th anniversary of Disneyland Resort. And my first step was to get my husband registered for the Half Marathon, so we did that. The second step was to get all five of us registered for the 5K, got that done. Second, 
or the third was to get my son registered with 10K. Well, it was sold out by the time I could get those six registrations done and then try to get his 10K done. So our next course of action to get him into that race was the running for a cause. And all the information is on the Run Disney website. And the uh, fundraising levels are different, you know, for each charity that is seeking runners to raise money for their cause. Uh, so we selected St. Jude's because I, I felt comfortable. It's, you know, been around for as long as I can remember. So uh, we went with them, got set up for him to raise money for um, St. Jude's, and in exchange, he's able to participate in the Disneyland 10K. And not only that, but when you meet your fundraising goals, your participation in the race it comes at no cost to you other than the time and effort that you put in in re reaching your fundraising goals. So there's a running for a cause as a way to be able to still participate in a sold-out race. And then the second way is also on the Run Disney website, it's the Travel Providers tab, which you'll find under Registration. There's a whole list of uh, official Run Disney travel providers and travel partners I myself have gone through Get Travel Sports, and you can get registrations through them as well. And in addition, you're able to book discounted resort accommodations and get discounted theme park tickets. Right. So all hope is not lost if you are not able to get registered in time uh, for your race. And with um, we've got Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend opening on Tuesday. And then we have the Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend opening for registration to the public on July 14th. So for all you Star Wars fans and all you princesses out there, if you do not get registered for those races through the traditional route, you still have other options. All hope is not lost. Right. Uh, and since it can be difficult to get in there and get registered through the traditional route, Start looking into some of these options now, and actually by the time people hear this, uh, both of those registrations will have opened. And so, you know, if you didn't get in, then, you know, start taking a look at some of these Correct. options. Yes, I do know yeah. they allow for early registration. I've got a friend running Disneyland Half for charity. She was able to get registered before it opened to a public. And I helped a guest in Canada who really needed to get her and her 10-year-old daughter into the Star Wars 5K and I suggested this route to her, and they're already registered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, today is uh, June 13th. Registration for Star Wars, the for general public registration, opens June 16th. And uh, I'm already registered for all three races through the charity registration. Yes, see? And so, so you're all set. You can avoid the, the, the mad dash. The first race is just to get registered. That it is. That's for sure. <laughs> Sometimes I think you should get a medal just for that part. Right. <laughs> I survived Star Wars Half Marathon registration. <laughs> the Force was with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could add that to the official merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, any other tips that you wanted to share before we go into a couple of wrap-up questions? Uh, I think those were really the highlighted things that, and information that I wanted to get out there. Okay. Yes. Training, nutrition, travel providers, run for a cause, all ways that you can still participate and perform your best. Right. Absolutely. And the uh, the special yes, event. Yes, yes, yes. And consider attending a special event that's available during your desired race weekend. 
Right. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, now, if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be and why? And you can invent a job if it doesn't currently exist. Oh, my goodness. Um, what would I do for the Disney brand if I could do anything for them? Uh, you know, I love being a part of the guest experience in person. So if they could create a position for someone that traveled to each race and uh, spoke to the guests on a one-on-one -on -one basis, kind of like what we're doing now, uh, and kind of serve as uh, a face for the brand uh, who's relatable and comfortable with people, uh, and loves to go to the races. Wait, I'm already describing what I do on the Disney Parks Home Channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question. Yeah, I can see why it would be, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it doesn't have to be a big job either. <laughs> I thought of something, Randy. Okay. I know what I want to do. <laughs> What's that? I want to be the Stacey Oswald for Run Disney and host a video series for Must Do Run Disney. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. There we idea. go. Yes. Must Do Run <laughs> Disney. Or the Run Disney Must Do's. <laughs> the run, that's it. The Run Disney Must Do's. Yes. Royalty free, copyright free, Disney, if you're listening, you can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign off on whatever you want. You can have that idea. Yes. That's what I want to do. <laughs> okay. Good. So, and now we've talked quite a bit over the last, you know, hour and a, and a little bit and asked a lot of questions. You get asked a ton of questions as being part of the mom's panel. But what do you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? you know, something that you want to tell people and they never ask the question that gives you the chance to give them that answer. Hmm. Okay. I have had this thought several times. And fortunately, uh, the guess it ended up coming to fruition, and I was asked the question, let's see, hmm, you know, I, re I really can't think of anything specifically that I just wished and hoped someone would send me a question regarding. And it doesn't even have to be about Disney, actually, yeah. for this part. It could be about anything you want. Hmm, that's a great question. You know, people never ask you your favorite breakfast cereal or right. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably, you know, they probably wouldn't uh, do them much benefit in planning their own <laughs> run Disneycation. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> no, but I have, I have thought that on several occasions, you know, oh my goodness, I wish someone would send a question asking how uh, to balance training with, family life and, and inevitably it gets asked or I wish someone would ask me a question about um, how to make the run walk program work and eventually you know someone asks me the question so uh, these run Disney guests have left no stone unturned for me and no course uncharted well I'm good that us run Disney guests are thorough yeah they are very thorough and I love it yeah. you know you know runners are very um specific type of personality and they they know their stuff mm -hmm. and if they don't they're they're getting their questions answered right 
Yeah, you do something once without having your questions answered or not knowing what to ask, and that's the only time you do it, pretty right. much. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, what inspires you? Uh, perseverance. Seeing people get out there that would say they don't think that they're a runner or uh, have to overcome life's adversities, and they still get out there and get it done, whether they have uh, – trained and raced and fought to fight cancer or they're out there as amputees still getting it done those are the things that make me go because there's no excuse none of us have any excuse other than you just don't want to and if you don't want to that's okay but to see the people that have to fight to get where they are is what inspires me because I have to fight uh, I'm not going to say that uh, things have been easy for me because they haven't. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it, and they're not. You know, the, the marathon community is something like half a percent of the population that actually completes that, that feat, and uh, that's a, a unique group. And to not only be a part of that statistic, but to have to have fought to get there that is what inspires me. And I appreciate the elite runners too. That's awesome and such a blessing that, that they are able to get out there and perform like that. But it's, it's the ones that really have to, um, you know, put the gut and the grit and, and get out there and get it done despite what may be being thrown at them at the time. Right. Yeah, it's very inspiring to see those elite runners cross the finish line. Sometimes I think in the half marathon that the elite runners are crossing the finish line before I actually started running. <laughs> and I don't think that's fair. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you also see those last few people cross the finish line and what they've fought through to get that and what that accomplishment means for them is really amazing. It is, and that's been one of my favorite things to do uh, at the race weekends. As part of the Disney Parks Moms panel, I've had – the opportunity post-race um, to have a great spot near the finish line. And I finished my race, and I, I head to the, to the tent that's set up near the finish line, and I try to grab some food, and I go straight to the, to the guardrail, and I stand there as long as I can until I've seen as many friends as I can cross the finish line. Uh, there's been several races where I stayed until the very last runner you know, made it through and, and even took video and, and shared that with my uh, followers in hopes that it would then inspire them. And I've seen people crossing in boots and, you know, people having help from um, the uh, pace cyclists, you know, and Nikki and Minnie bringing the final runner across the line. And, and that's what inspires me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you've had some pretty amazing experiences, and you just described some of them right there and some from earlier. And I'm sure that somebody who's listening to this interview has said more than once, you know, I wish I could do that, but I probably can't. If you could give some advice to that person, and it might even relate to what you were just saying in the previous question, we'll see. Uh, if you could give some advice to that person, what would you say? I would say to let go of any preconceived notion on what you think for a runner is or what you think running is. And to just start, because doing anything trumps doing nothing. And if you 
have to shuffle for 30 seconds and then start walking, that is where your journey begins. And your running fairy tale can begin at any point as long as you allow it to happen. And to allow it to happen, you've got to uh, get the the pictures of elite runners out of your mind and the images of those that can run super fast out of your mind and just picture yourself in your own story, completing your own journey, however that may look like. You're going to have good chapters and bad chapters in your running fairy tale and in your running journey, and that's okay. That's what makes you a better runner, stronger runner, builds mental and physical fortitude, and before you know it, you've got a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And once you've done it once, especially with the Run Disney races, once you've done one, you're going to want to do another one. Oh, my goodness, yes. They're <laughs> addicting. And I have to say, um, there's a book called uh, The Big Book of Marathon Training that was penned by authors from um, Runner's World. Yes, The Big Book of Marathon Training is what it is. Uh, and several of the uh, editors and writers for Runner's World put this book together. And in that book, they discuss the phenomenon of race magic and how it's a real thing. Well, you take this race magic of running and you put it either in the most magical place on earth or the happiest place on earth. And so you'll not be one and done if you do a run Disney event. Yeah. I, I've had people joke with me that we think they put something in the water and the Powerade at the last uh, stop <laughs> before the end of the race, because in a half marathon around mile nine or 10, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm doing this. I this think is the, the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I finish and I'm like, take my money. Please, I want to sign up for something else. Right. That's not that's not pixie dust in the Powerade. It's the finish line. Right. That's where the magic is. You're absolutely right. Okay, now last thing is shameless plug time. You've mentioned some specific websites as far as Run Disney and the Moms panel, but I kind of like to give people a kind of one-stop shop here and this one question for anything you want to mention or promote. So finding the Moms panel or Run Disney or how they can connect with you on social media or whatever you want. Sure. Well, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Disney Faith or follow me on Instagram, uh, Faith Doherty. It's mostly, uh, of course, you have to not mind shameless photos of my amazing children <laughs> and uh, my running adventures and um, my Disney journeys, but, you know, but that's fun too. And then, of course, being able to uh, submit your question to me um, through the Disney Parks Moms Panel website and you know, before I had run Disney, I had uh, Disney Parks. So it can be any question, not relegated just to run Disney. I do have the um, uh, ability to answer questions regarding Walt Disney World and run Disney. Um, not any of the other vacation products, but those two I can answer questions to. So uh, reach out to me. Uh, not only have I answered questions through the Disney Parks Moms panel directly, which I hope you take that avenue to submit your question, but I've uh, gotten Facebook messages and tweets and uh, questions, emails with guests, you know, just reaching out to me for anything that I may be able to help them with. And if I can't help I certainly uh, do try to find an answer for you, even if it takes me some time. So you can reach out to me via social media, and then, of course, uh, send your questions directly to me on the Disney Parks Mountain Channel website. Awesome. And I will put links to that 
uh, as well as to the other stuff we had talked about earlier, all right. in the show notes, so people can go right there and get to it. And there's some more detailed information on several of the things that we've discussed, like the um, special events that occur during race weekends and places to stay and even how to save money on your uh, race weekend. If you go to the Run Disney blog, um, I've got several articles on the Run Disney blog that address uh, a lot of the questions that I do get answered or asked on the website. And you can find out where I think you should stay, how you can save some money, where I think you should eat, what the Disneyland half marathon course is like. All those uh, articles are on the Run Disney blog that you can find there too. Fantastic. What is your next race that you're going to be at, your next Run Disney race? Uh, my next Run Disney event will be the 10th anniversary of the Disneyland Half Marathon weekend, where I'll be participating in all three race events that will be offered that weekend, uh, running the 5K with my whole family, running the 10K with my son, and then running the Half Marathon with my husband. It's going to be a uh, family event. And one thing I did say, you asked me about my videos earlier in the uh, interview, uh, on the second video that I submitted, and unfortunately it wasn't no year for me, um, I ended it by saying, you don't just get a run Disney mom, you get a run Disney family. So true. So true. Okay, cool. So we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you at the Disneyland Half Marathon weekend. Yes, I'm excited to see you there. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your tips and your passion for running and Disney and run Disney uh, all of that with us. I really appreciate it, Faith. Thank you, Randy. Every runner has a story, so I'm so glad I could share them with you today. And now the two clips of what I shared from the 2013 D23 Expo to give you a taste of what you can expect this time. The first, an interview I did with an Imagineer you'd probably never get to hear from otherwise, and the second, animator Glenn Keane's Legend Award speech. So can you tell me uh, what your name is and what your role in Imagineering is? Um, my name is Ashley Cole, and I am a color and paint specialist. Wonderful. Okay, so of the things that you've worked on so far, or are working on now, what do you enjoy the most, or what have you been most excited about being involved in? The best part about my job is that you get to work on everything. You get to, We service all the portfolios, so it, it's all really exciting. And because we do all the different styles, from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland, you know, it, that variety makes it really awesome all the time. Okay, great. Um, so what do you enjoy most, and it might be the same answer, but what do you enjoy most about working for Imagineering or working for Disney, like being a part of Disney? Well, the pe- I mean, first, the people. I work with an incredible team of people, and I am surrounded by these amazing artists and designers and creators and facilitators all day long, and that in itself is inspiring. The next thing is that, you know, I joke, but it's the truth. I color all day long, and it's, I mean, what more could a girl ask for? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> that, that must have been a tough sell in the job description. Yeah, really you have was. to color. Really was. <laughs> That's kind of like a self-proclaimed job description. It's not the technical job description. <laughs> I'm sure they made it sound fancy. Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But basically what we do is color all day long. <laughs> Works for me. Inside or outside the lines. <laughs> Take a pick. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so then with all the things that you work on, and obviously you have to draw from a lot of different sources and, and uh, you know places to, to come up with what you do. Um, so what inspires you? That's hard. You know, it's like, it's so generic, but everything. You know, like I said, the people. The people really inspire me, and the spirit really inspires me. And 
the reactions. You know, when you have had a rough week at work and you go to the park and you see people like, oh, look at that. Oh, the kids and their eyes and like the... There's nothing better. There's really nothing better. Very, very nice. Very cool. Um, I didn't mention this ahead of time, so if, we, if you want me to cut this out, I can. But I'm just, just wondering if there's any project or anything that you've worked on that you know, when you go to the park and you see it and you see people you know, react to it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that thing. Well, I'm kind of a new kid, you know, as okay. far as these things go, you know, so, and it takes quite a long time, like the gestation period of a theme park. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm not really yet seeing, you know, the big picture, like the big finished building, fruits of your labor kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I tell you what, even from the process, you know, start to where we are now in a lot of, you know, the projects we're working on, how it grows and gains momentum and that, that is so cool. And so I can only imagine that feeling that I'll feel when, like, I'm standing, you know, in front of that building that we finished finally. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's an incredibly humbling thing. To see people respond uh, to the work uh, that I've done. Um, I love characters that believe the impossible is possible. I love animating a character that has this burning desire inside, uh, that believes that even though something is, is as crazy as a mermaid, thinking that she can one day walk on legs and and win the love of that handsome prince or, or the beast to believe that somebody could look deeper in, inside than his ugly exterior and fall in love with him. I mean, that, it's a fairy tale. And that seems impossible. But I think what makes Disney so incredibly wonderful is that it has the courage to put fairy tales out there and say, yes, this seems impossible, doesn't it? But it is. It is possible. And I know I live that. I mean, my portfolio, like we, we spoke about, went to this, the wrong school. And somehow, it was the right school, but I didn't choose it. And I do believe that the very best things in life are those things that we can't really earn, but they're a gift. They're a gift from, from God, just at that right moment, it's given. And I went into the wrong school, supposedly. and I. I thought, well, animation, this is like a combination of all the arts. I'm going to be an animator. And then I looked at Disney animation, and I, I knew I could never be able to draw like that. I saw Mark Davis's animation of Sleeping Beauty, and I just remembered the exquisite lines and the beauty, and I thought, I don't draw like that. I, I kind of scribble. I, I, I can't do that. And so my summer job, I... I thought, well, I know I can't work at Disney, but I'll, I'll work on uh, some Saturday morning show. And by the end of that summer, the boss said, um, Glenn, you're, you're going to go back to school, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, that's good, because if you weren't, I'd fire you because you draw like a three-year-old. <laughs> and at 19, I, I felt like I did draw like a three-year-old, but to have somebody say it, it was, so disheartened and but something happened where I I heard that Disney was training and so I came in very sheepish one day into the halls of Disney animation I'll never forget the smell of the, those legendary halls I mean it had the smell of pencil shavings cigarettes and scotch it was just wonderful. 
wonderful artistic incense. And I walked in there and I showed my portfolio to Eric Larson, one of Walt Disney's nine old men. And kind of a big, big belly on Eric, a respectable, grandfatherly type. I mean, when you have a big belly like that, you always have a choice where you put your belt. You know, the truck drivers have it down here. Respectful grandfathers hold that belt. Above and that was Eric. But I showed Eric my portfolio, and and he started moving through these, looking for some potential, moving faster. I spent three months on that drawing, and not stopping. All these drawings that I thought I put my heart and soul into, he found nothing. And then he stopped on this one little drawing. And I wasn't even going to put it in there. It was truly a scribble. Just really quick. He looked at that. And I thought, oh, I knew I shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> then he kept going all the way through. And he back to that. Can you do more like this? You like that? I think there's something here. And it was just this fast little ink sketch. And I, I knew, well, that's what I do. I mean, that's me. I can, I can do that. He said, if you can do more like that, maybe we can work with you. And I, I came into Disney and started to work with these great mentors, Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnston, Eric Larson, Gordon Kimball, Willie Greitherman, just great teachers. And bit by bit by bit, it grew. And really that impossible dream really did come true for me uh, and I am so thankful it doesn't happen by yourself when I saw that animation of Disney animation and I thought I can't do that I was right you can't do it alone you need other artists around you the directors that gave me the opportunities the assistants that helped me my mentors my father bringing me up the inspiration of my wife Linda and my my children and grandchildren now, I am so thankful, so, so blessed, and I just want to say, long live Disney Animation. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Faith Doherty for being my guest and to you for listening. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Choose from titles like my book, Faith in the Magic Kingdom. You can pick that one or any of the 180,000 plus audiobooks as your free trial, and it's yours to keep whether you choose to continue your membership or not. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com audible for your free audiobook. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, or you're blogging, writing or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, maybe a run Disney event, maybe something else, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or had any special Disney experience you want to share, then I'd love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. 
If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. Still waiting for those couple more reviews in iTunes to get up to the even 20 number. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. And while you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com, for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.